Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So wait, I forgot. What was Jack for Halloween? He was nothing. I could not get him to dress up. <laughs> I know. You had Violet people had over most... and he just... Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, amazing. Send me a picture of Violet in her witch costume. I have to live vicariously through your Halloween. Okay. Well, she was fabulous, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA. And with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about how ideas beget ideas. Then in Take a Hike, we discuss the value of neighbors. We also have a mailroom question about how to know if your kid is a writer. This week's Hollywood hack comes from one of our Happier in Hollywood retreat attendees. And Liz can't stop seeing celebrities at this point. And she also has a recommendation. But first, Sarah, a little bit of an update. You and I are prepping for our annual holiday gift list episode. So everyone out there, if there is a gift that you love to give or get that you think is right for our list, please email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. We love our annual gift list, and we're getting quite a few items on it, but open to more. Yes, I think we've been collecting gifts for this list for I mean, almost since the last holiday season. It's one of our very favorite things. Yes. So please do send ideas. Yes. Okay, Sarah, now it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's Creativity Begets Creativity. Yes. After the retreat, we sat down and said, okay, that was such a wonderful thing to do. We had so much fun. We met all these great people. What other kinds of retreats could we have? And I mean, we just spiraled. There were so many ideas. We, We had our own ideas based on things that we experienced during the retreat. And then we sent out a survey to the people who came to the retreat and they had ideas. It was like this amazing brainstorming session. Yes. I mean, we had, up until that point, we hadn't had one thought in our head that there was another kind of retreat to do. And then by the end, we had like five or six different retreats that we really saw coming to fruition. So for instance, 
a retreat for future showrunners because there is a showrunner training at the Guild, but they can only take so many people. And as we have discussed many times, there's a real lack of ability to train to be a showrunner. So this is something that seems like it would be valuable. And then we talked about doing one-day intensives at your house, something for people who can't go away for the whole weekend, but where they could come, sit in your living room or around your fire pit, and we could do an intensive, whether it's about show running, pitching, pilot writing. There are so many different topics that we could cover in an intensive way for a day. Yes, I think, Sarah, we've landed on our first one will probably be a one-day writer's room intensive at my house. Yes. Where we talk about the room and then do a mock writer's room. That was something that people really wanted out of our retreat that we just had. And we love the idea of people being able to just come to my house, do it on a Saturday. That feels like something we can put together easily. Yes. And we also came up with lots of ideas for writers at different levels. You know, as you yeah. said, the showrunner, either weekend or one day intensive, but also so many things that would be good for pre-WGA writers, which is a phrase that came out of the strike that I love. Yes. People who are on their way into the Guild and also for lower and mid-level writers. So I don't know. We just were so inspired. Yes. One thing we were talking about is how being a partnership makes this quite easy for us because we have this built-in brainstorming room, kind of. You and I are a two-person room of brainstorming. But if other people want to have sort of this burst of creativity or to just sit down and really try to come up with ideas, ask a friend, ask a colleague, like do it for each other. I think we could have gotten ideas even if we had been talking to someone who knew nothing of what we spoke of, because it's about opening your own mind and talking often opens your mind. So I think if I had been talking to Mindy in Kansas City, I could also have come up with a bunch of ideas just bouncing things off of her, if you see what I'm saying. So I think it's a valuable thing to do with anybody who's willing to sort of sit down with you for an hour and really talk about a subject. Yes, and if you don't have that person, there are so many great ways to brainstorm. You know, there's the writing down on a whiteboard or a chalkboard or even just a piece of notebook paper Thoughts after thoughts after thoughts after thoughts without censoring yourself and knowing that some of them are going to be terrible and some of them are going to be amazing. And you don't have to get stuck on censoring yourself or criticizing yourself while you're doing it. Just write, 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 write idea after idea after idea after idea. And as we certainly experienced, it will just start to flow at a certain point. Another fun one that Violet actually did for a class is to put one idea on a post-it and then smack it on the wall and then another idea, smack it on the wall, another idea, smack it on the wall. That gets very, like, visual, and it's kind of sensory. I love that. Yes, she had tons of ideas for something she was writing by doing that exercise. Ooh, that's good. I love that. Maybe we love anything having to do with Post-its also. <laughs> yes, I do. I love, you know, I love a Post-it on the wall. But Sarah, one concrete thing that listeners might be happy to learn have come out of this is that we're going to spend some time thinking about and giving attention to our website. Our Happier in Hollywood website has sort of not been as useful as it could be. And you and I decided after this big session where we came up with all these ideas that one thing we need to do to bring ideas to fruition is have a more updated website that we sort of use 
in a more active way. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, we are very excited about that. And then we also decided that we need to do an idea session for how we can use TikTok. This is something we talk about, I mean, like at least once a week, but we never actually do anything. We kind of go, oh, it would be really good if we could figure out how to use TikTok, and then we're, that's it. (laughs) Although, you know, Sarah, I was thinking about it, and I think maybe instead of TikTok, we should just say social media. In general, that's Because there are many other things we could do. We don't do polls. We don't do graphics on top of photos. We don't do many videos. We never do live Instagrams, which we absolutely could if people want to ask questions about writing or the business. We could do an Instagram live every other week. So there's so many things that we will think of. Now, here's the problem with this whole concept is that when you think of things, you have to then follow through. So I think that's why we never sit down and truly ponder the social media piece of it is because we don't want to have on our shoulders having to do all these things. But what we know is that when we do them, we have such a good time with it. Yes. So I know if I put up a poll, I'll be fascinated to see how people respond. Or I know if we do a live, we'll stop it, you know, at the end and say, that was so much fun. Why don't we do that all the time? So we know we want to do these things. Now I feel like maybe it's the end of the strike. Maybe it's the retreat. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you and I are entering a very fruitful period where we're going to be productive and put out a lot of stuff. So I'm excited. Yes, I agree. No, there's there's that sort of barrier between brainstorming and execution that I agree. I think the that fallow period of the strike and honestly, even of the pandemic when we were working our asses off, but it just didn't feel like you could grow things really in a way. Mm. Hopefully now is over and that that barrier between idea and execution will be exploded and we'll just dive right in. If you have an idea begets ideas session, if you've experienced this, if you're going to sit down and think about something, let us know. Very curious how people in our field and other fields use this or how people use it, say, for to throw a birthday party. You could use this idea, right? Anything. Okay, next up, we will talk about neighbors, but first this break. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects, one subscription gets you everything with IXL Learning, and all the kids in your home work off one 
insight from pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com IXLAV. Visit IXL.com IXLAV to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, where we talk about physical, mental, and spiritual health. And today we are talking about neighbors. Yes. So you, Sarah, have great neighbors now. I really do. And I haven't had a neighborhoody neighborhood ever in my life. It's just not something that I've experienced before. And now we have, I don't want to say the Leave it to Beaver neighborhood because I frankly barely even remember that show, but <laughs> but what I think of as the Leave it to Beaver neighborhood where everybody's just really nice and neighborly and people will text me if they need a couple eggs for brownies. And we got, we literally got sugar from a neighbor the (laughs) other day. And, you know, Violet will go on a walk around the cul-de-sac and suddenly come back with a thing of blackberries or I'll go, where did she go? And then a neighbor will text, oh, Violet's with me. You know, (laughs) it's, it's just a very sweet, kind, open-hearted, specifically our little cul-de-sac. And it is such a wonderful experience to live in that kind of environment, especially because I never have. Well, it's interesting, Sarah, because this is so not an L.A. thing. I feel like L.A. is notorious for people not knowing their neighbors. In Kansas City, as I grew up, I knew all of my neighbors. We played kick the can. We did all of that. In L.A., I have never known my neighbors. I mean, I think in all of my time in L.A., I knew, like, one neighbor in one apartment building, you know? Yes, when you know your neighbors in L.A., it's, like, to uh, to negotiate about where and when to cut the trees that border your <laughs> right. property line. Yeah, Exactly. And now I will say it's funny because the other day, Adam talked for, like, an hour to one of our neighbors, and he's like, she was the nicest person. She's so lovely. It was great. We also had another neighbor across the street who— like our sprinkler was broken and he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so he just came over and fixed the sprinkler. Aww. And then, but we never grew a relationship. But I do have fondness for that neighbor, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I wish we did because it does make such a warm feeling, like the whole block party idea. Now, the one person I know in LA who is friends with neighbors is our friend Sherry. Yes. And on Friday nights, she and her neighbors sit outside, they play games, they have drinks. It sounds like heaven. It sounds like Melrose Place. Yes, and I've always been so envious of Sherry's neighbor relationship. And now I'm like, oh, wait, maybe we could have that. I could have like a potluck once a month with the neighbors, which I know a friend in Minnesota does that. And it's such a bonding and connecting thing. Well, here's the thing I would say, and I'm not saying that I am the person who will go out and make this happen, but for those who are, what I think would be the key to this whole thing is starting a neighbor text chain. Yes. Or a WhatsApp group. I think so much of it is you just don't know how to communicate with people. I'm sure there's so many neighbors on my street I would love, but I just don't ever meet them. I will say once you're walking dogs, you meet people more, and that's nice. At least to say hello, and that's a nice feeling. 
But I think if you moved into a place and as you see people, you say, oh, can I get your number just in case? Let's trade numbers in case you ever need anything or I ever need anything. And then it could grow organically. Yes. Interestingly, the other thing that's kind of helped connect us with our neighbors is the farm box. Ah. I talked about how we've been getting this farm box from Ojai Roots. It's more food than we can eat in a week. And there are always things that we don't necessarily like. So for example, if hot peppers come in, I know now (laughs) that our neighbor loves hot things and radishes. So we always take those over there. It's of course kind of trite almost that food is the thing that connects people, but it really does. I can't wait to do holiday cookies for our little cul-de-sac. Oh, how fun. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think the fact that it's a cul-de-sac makes a difference. It definitely doesn't hurt. There's one house at the end of the cul-de-sac where the garage door is always open Mm -hmm. and there's a chair sitting right by the car and they just sit in their chair and, you know, sometimes it's the husband, sometimes it's the wife and they sit on the chair and they watch the neighborhood. It makes me feel very safe for one thing because if Mm -hmm. anything shady is happening, they're on it, you know. But I do think that having a cul-de-sac helps because you really have an eye line of everyone and kind of know what's going on. Yes. I think that if you live in like an apartment building with a courtyard or a cul-de-sac, it helps because, yeah, everybody's looking at each other rather than the street. And like, I live on a hill, so, and I don't have people across the street, so, or directly across the street. So it's harder to sort of connect. Yes. When you're in a hilly, curvy street neighborhood, which a lot of Los Angeles is, it does make it harder for sure. Well, Sarah, what makes me happy about this, among other things, is that this was part of why you moved to Ojai, is this small town feel and you're getting it. So I will say this is so Ojai and I love it. It is so Ojai, I love it too. And I'm gonna try to be friendlier, more actively friendly and engaging with my neighbors, thanks to you. Yes, and if if our listeners have ways that they connect to their neighbors that aren't food-related, please do. Yes. (laughs) Email us and let us know, happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, it is time for the mailroom where we answer a question um, from a listener, and this comes from Nikki. I won't read the whole letter because it's quite long, but it's about whether or not her son might be a writer. He is 15 and has had a proclivity for writing from an early age. He often tried to emulate R.L. Stein stories in elementary school, even requesting an actual typewriter on which to create these stories. For years now, he could be doing a physical activity and suddenly need to stop, get on the computer, open an empty Word document, and type up a quick, short story. She also says that he does really well on creativity tests, And she wants to know, could he truly be a writer? Do the consistent, high-standardized scores for creative writing give any indication of potential success in the real world of writing? How do I help him grow this natural gift? And are there mediums out there that accept written pieces from young people for potential publishing? Where would he start? And then she says, I love this. Thank you. Parenting is a fun job, and I enjoy it. (laughs) Okay, well, Yes, I would say your son is a writer, not because of standardized tests, really, but because he writes. 
I mean, the biggest indication that someone's a writer is that they write. And that sounds obvious, but it isn't always. Lots of people say they're writers who never write. Right. They just have lots of ideas, but don't put any of them down or think about the quality of the ideas or what they're putting down. I love that your son asked for a typewriter. Yes. I asked for a typewriter when I was a teenager. Now, it's a little different in this day and age, but, but to me, that's such a wonderful thing for a kid to have. It's very tactile. It's, it's You really get feedback as you're writing when you're doing it on a typewriter. Of course, Tom Hanks is famous for loving typewriters, old and new. So that's a big sign. If the boy wants a typewriter, mm-hmm. he's pretty much a writer. Good news, bad news, he's a yeah. writer. Yes. And the short answer is absolutely he can be a writer. I mean, this is not a magical thing. It's as, as we say, it's a craft like anything else. The more you write, the better you get. And it absolutely starts young. What I would suggest he do at this age is get involved in the high school newspaper, in the high school yearbook. That's less writing, but there is, you know, copywriting in that. And then also, if there's a literary magazine, absolutely get involved in that. And if there isn't one, he should start one. Yes. I sense in Nikki's letter a bit of anxiety. I think for a lot of people, especially people in very practical careers, I don't know what Nikki does for a living, but I'm thinking of my own mom who was a lawyer. Mm. It absolutely panicked her that I wanted to be a writer. It it caused her a tremendous amount of anxiety because she just didn't understand what that meant if it was kind of a real-world job that resulted in having stability and mm-hmm. income and wasn't just kind of sitting around being thoughtful and creative. So I just wanted to say, Nikki, there are many ways that people can achieve success in writing There are many roads to go down, but if it's his passion, you definitely can't go wrong in supporting him. I was thinking, for example, about Taylor Swift's parents. Mm. She's very musical. Something else that Nikki brought up in her letter is that her son is very interested in music. Obviously, Taylor Swift was very interested in music at a very young age, and her parents actually paid for her to work with a professional songwriter and taking songwriting lessons. And of course, now she's an incredible songwriter and rather successful and happens to be dating a Kansas City chief. Um, Oh, is she, Sarah? I I didn't know. I know that's shocking, but that's what I've heard. So yes, just support him and what he's interested in. And if music is the direction that he takes, that's fantastic. The other thing is writing is always a useful skill, no matter what you're doing. If you're a lawyer, if you're working at a company, whatever, if you have your own business, being able to write well and write a good email will always serve you. So anything you can do to encourage writing, go for it. Yes. And in general, having a creative mind. Yes. Having one of those brains that can go in lots of different places and thinks, forgive me for saying this, outside the box. Um, (laughs) Outside-the-box thinkers are incredibly valuable, and that's one of the most essential elements of being a writer. Absolutely. All right, Sarah, coming up, we have a really fun Hollywood hack from a retreat attendee. But first, this break. (laughs) 
the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Liz, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, which I think is probably going to go down as one of my favorite hacks we've ever had. It is Sing Bad News. Yes, this just cracks me up. (laughs) I can't believe I've never heard this before. Now, to be clear, there's some bad news this is not appropriate for. You know. You're fired. But something sort of light that's just not going to send you really down a dark path, but it is bad news, is so great. Like, I could see, you know, like, I can't come to the party because I have a slight case of COVID. You know, I could (laughs) sing that. There's a lot of funny things you could do with this. We love this hack so much, we forgot to give credit to the person who came up with it. (laughs) Jen, who was one of the people who came to our retreat, she's a director and hilarious. (laughs) And as soon as we said, does anybody here have a good... Hack. She was like, yes, sing bad news. <laughs> yes. And we were like, we love it so much. Yes. We were all then singing things. I'm um, so sorry I forgot the eggs at the grocery yeah. store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's it. Sing bad news. What more can we say? It's a brilliant idea. Thank you, Jen, for that great hack. And we have some other hacks that came out of the retreat that we'll be rolling out. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for a celebrity sighting. As you said, I am on a roll. Everywhere I go, I see celebrities. (laughs) So we have a policy. We don't talk about any celebrities we see at our kids' schools just because it feels like an invasion of privacy. 
But I saw a celebrity at a cross-country meet, and I think that's fair game because there's a dozen schools there at least. So I, I, I count that as fair. <laughs> I saw Sarah Maya Rudolph, who I and you absolutely love. Love. She was there. She was watching her kid. She was Maya Rudolph. I, of course, I heard her voice first. I looked over and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Maya Rudolph. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't stare. You'll be happy to know. Very good. Nice to Nobody done. was bothering her. She was just another parent. But it was a great sighting that, you know, filled me with joy. I love her. Well done, yes. Liz. Keep it thank up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now you have a recommendation this week. Every week we're doing recommendations of books, podcasts, movies, TV shows, just anything we love. And it's your turn this week. So take it away. All right, Sarah. Not everyone's going to be interested in this, but <laughs> some people might be very interested. Several weeks ago, I recommended the podcast Spellcaster about Sam Bankman Freed who is on trial as we speak for fraud for his crypto exchange and investment company. And I have read now a couple of books that I want to recommend about crypto or about him. So if you're interested, this is a way to understand crypto, which is I still don't quite understand, except I understand that I don't want to understand it any further. But it's fascinating. So, Going Infinite, The Rise and Fall of a New Tycoon by Michael Lewis. This is all about Sam Bankman fried Michael Lewis, who's, you know, a huge writer. I mean, uh, one of the biggest writers of our generation, probably, in terms of popular books, has gotten a lot of criticism for being too close to SBF, to being too sympathetic to him. Whatever you think about that, this book is a fascinating tale of Sam Bankman-Fried's rise and fall. Highly recommend. And then the other one I, I highly recommend is called Number Go Up, Inside Crypto's Wild Rise and Staggering Fall by Zeke, I think it's pronounced Fox, F-A-U-X. This is a broader look at crypto. So this is to sort of understand crypto at large. And as I said, what I came away with is I will never invest in crypto. That is my takeaway. Others may disagree. That was my personal takeaway. All right. Don't buy crypto. No crypto for you. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at S. Fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So, Sarah, you had take two of the concert, Ed Sheeran. Yes, and it was so great. I mean, thank God it didn't get canceled again. We had the best time. It was Violet's first concert. It was his last concert of his entire tour. 
Oh, so wow. He went big, and it was so, so great. Oh, I'm so glad you went. Twice. <laughs> From the Onward Project. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.